Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers, and welcome to Catitude. I have one of the most uh, amazing special shows, I think, ever on Catitude. I have three women that are cat behaviorists that are, I think, between them, they have over, oh my gosh, over between all of us, we have over 30 cats. So we know cats. And I just can't wait to get the show rolling. So we'll be back right after this message. Hey guys, Michelle Fern here. I want to tell you about Carlson Pet Products. They're a family-owned, budget-conscious company specializing in creating pet safety products to keep your pet happily protected from puppy through senior years. They have some great products, pet pans, folded elevated beds, crates, and pet gates. Their pet gates fit any size opening in your home. Most gates have a walk-through door for humans and a small door for your pet to go through. I've had a Carlson pet gate in my home for years and absolutely love it. And best of all, you're going to get 25% off and free shipping. Just visit carlsonpetproducts.com. And again, you'll get 25% off your order plus free shipping with the promo code PETLIFE. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have on our show today, Pam Johnson-Bennett. She is an author and a cat behaviorist, and she's going to give us a little bit more info once I finish introducing everyone. Rita Rymers and Linda Hall. They are the show hosts of our fabulous podcast on Pet Life Radio called 19 Cats and Counting. They're both cat behavior consultants and they are just hilarious. And between them, they have over, oh my gosh, like 30 something cats. Maybe we're near 40 cats between all of us. So ladies, give a little background about yourselves. Let's start with Pam. Hi, thanks for doing this show. I am a certified cat behavior consultant. I'm an author and I have spent the last 40 years working with cats and owners. And you talk about how many cats we all have. I just want to make sure everybody knows I'm on the light side of that. I only have one. (laughs) So so it all falls on the other side because I don't want to get the emails saying, you never talk about all the other cats you have. I only have one. One's enough. One is good. One is good. Better than zero. Okay. For the record, I have five, but that's, that's not that many. No, it's not. But one is really all I can handle when you consider, uh, I know this is going to sound like an excuse, but I'm with cats all day long, you know, working with clients that I just love coming home and just totally focusing and giving all my attention to my one cat. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Rita, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am also a cat behaviorist. I actually owned a cats only pet sitting company for almost 18 years just for cats pet sitting. 
And along the way, of course, I started doing cat behavior sessions for our clients because a lot of people really don't understand what makes cats tick. I write for Cat Store Magazine. I started right when it changed from Cat Fancy to Cat Store. I write a column called uh, New Catitude. Linda and I closed our pet sitting business. Linda joined our pet sitting business the last five years. And uh, we closed our pet sitting business largely because of the pandemic impacting how much business we were generating. And also because our hearts lie with cat behavior and helping people to keep cats in their house rather than giving them up for problems that could easily be solved if they just understood their cat's behavior. And Linda is my best friend and my my partner in crime. We met through Richard Simmons, and I'll let Linda pick up there. Wait, how many cats do you have? Oh, I have 19. Just so you know, I didn't start out to be a crazy cat lady. I, I worked in rescue for years. My mom runs the Humane Society of Lancaster, South Carolina here. And unfortunately, all the shelters and rescues have my name. When they come up with a special needs cat, they call me. But my door's closed. I told them that's it. 19 cats, not counting. <laughs> okay, Linda. Yes. So as Rita said, I joined her in the cat sitting business. I think I might've had four at the time, which actually would be my preferential number, but yeah, you know, you keep taking in these cats that need homes. And then I was at seven and my daughter had to move back home last year with her and her husband's four cats. So I instantly went up to 11, which was a tough integration. I'll just put it that way. A lot of gray hair, but we're on a pretty smooth mode. It's only taken about 11 months. So we're on a pretty smooth mode right now, but uh, I actually have three cats that are black now. So yeah, Rita and I met when we both worked for Richard Simmons. Um, She was helping produce his show on Sirius and I ran his website and worked with him on infomercials for 17 and a half years. So yeah, when Richard went into retirement, I hopped over into the cat category, which has totally been a labor of love. Well, thanks everyone for telling a little bit about you. And hey, I'm Michelle and I host Catitude and I have five cats, but everybody listening, you should know this. So, (laughs) But, But the reason we're here today is we're going to talk about National Black Cat Appreciation Day, which is on August 17th. And in researching, I found out there's a second Black Cat holiday called National Black Cat Day is October 27th. And this has a lot of importance. And I just want to chat with Pam for a sec because we had talked about doing a show on this months ago. Why? Why did this come to you for Black Cats? Black Cats have, first of all, they carry around this stigma and this myth, you know, that, that it's like this albatross around their neck from the superstitions that people believe that black cats are unlucky. They were associated with witchcraft. They have so much horrible, unfair history that just keeps going on and on and on. And one thing that really bothers me every year at Halloween are the black cat decorations that just keep fueling this fire. You know, the scary cat with the red eyes or the black cat with the pile of erection, you know, looking all menacing. So we just keep perpetuating this myth about cats being unlucky. They do not get adopted as fast out of shelters. It is very hard to photograph the black cat. I have a black cat. I know you've got to get the lighting right in order to see those beautiful eyes and those beautiful features. But I think the biggest thing is the myth 
And it just seems like it shouldn't exist still with how educated we are and how much we know about cat behavior, why people would still perpetuate that. But at Halloween, cats in general are vulnerable. Black cats are especially vulnerable to being abused and worse. So this is something that just has to get out there and we have to, we have to be their voices. And Rita, you know this from shelters, but I just want to make sure that I'm recalling this correctly. But first, Pam, that's great information. It boggles my mind that people still have this stigma because it's like hundreds of years old. We're all about cats, but dogs have an issue too. Black dogs are adopted less frequently than other colored dogs. And my both rescues of dogs were black. So I just can't wrap my mind around it. But I also heard that, and Rita, you know a lot about shelter cats, that like right around Halloween, shelters don't, they don't really like to adopt out black cats because people want them for Halloween for, you know, for parties or something. And then they bring them back or just let them loose. Or worse. Or worse. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is true. What has been your experience, Rita, with black cats? Yeah, it's true. I, I volunteered with a couple of rescues now. And I also, when I was in L.A., uh, volunteered with a group that worked closely with the L.A. County shelters. And yes, they all have a moratorium right around Halloween. Nobody adopts out black cats because they just don't want to take the chance that somebody's interested in them for any other reason than to have a companion. So just to keep them safe, they wait until, you know, after Halloween's over. And of course, you know, there's a vetting process for adoptions for most rescues, but a lot of shelters don't. They just, you know, if you've got the money, they'll adopt out the pet to you. So I'm really glad that they also honor the moratorium because they know they don't have time to check all those references. Okay. Do you think all these stigmas and, and, you know, as Pam put it, you know, that they have kind of an albatross around their neck. Do you think because of this, black cats have two days, two holidays? I've never heard of ginger cat day or tuxedo cat day. I mean, there's so many days of things that <laughs> there might be one that I, I don't know about. You know, there's national everything day. Let's make one. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, National Tuxedo Cat Day because my Molly's she's tuxedo, but she's more black, but she's has white markings, so she's not black cat. Black cat is a black cat, but I would adopt a black cat in a heartbeat. So, do you think that's why these holidays were created just to create the awareness? I think so. People are really trying to get the word out there that black cats, they're not mysterious. They're not dangerous. They don't cause any kind of jinx or anything. They're actually some of the most loving kitties I've ever had. I have my first ever all black cat right now, Dexter. I've had two black and white ones actually right now. Dexter showed up on my deck. So Linda named him Dexter, D-E-C-K-S-T-E-R. And one of the main reasons I brought him in, no matter what color he was, I would have brought him in, but a black cat roaming around outside is a dangerous thing. You know, there's enough people who are mean to cats as it is, but a black cat, yeah, that's a specific kind of danger. I've always wondered, do you think black cats are really different than other cats? Or do you think there's that mindset in people mostly in people that don't know as much about cats as as especially out of of you three because you're cat behaviorists i know some about cats but you're cat behaviorists so that's on a much higher level do you think there's a you know are the cats different or do we just think they're different so linda what do you think yeah thank you no i you know and this is a specific thing so in the u.s and some of europe is this 
idea about black cats in Japan, it's actually good luck for a black cat to cross your path. And I read something online about Germany. It depends on which way they cross, whether they cross you right to left or left to right, whether it's good luck or bad luck. In Egypt, anybody that's into the whole gods of, you know, we know a lot about Greek gods. We know more about Greek gods, I think, than Egyptian gods. But there is an Egyptian god named Bestet. I actually keep a statue of her on my desk. She is a black cat and they worshiped cats and they believe Bestet took feline form. She was a mother and she was extremely protective. You did not want to harm a friend or family member of Bestet's or you were in trouble. So Bestet was a protective giving deity. So, you know, this stuff about black cats, I don't know exactly where this started in the U.S., but somebody just pulled it out of their pocket and said, you know, and started this rumor and it's created all of this fuss. And, you know, I look on my screen at Pam's blonde hair and I look at Rita's blonde hair. I'm a brunette. Should I be bad luck just because my hair has different melanin in it? I mean, that's really what we're talking about, right? It's that history. It's that um, you talk about you mentioned about black cats having two days and other things only have one, you know, we've got fun celebration days, you know, donut day, all those, you know, national donut day, things like that, national ice cream day. But then you have days that are really important to raise awareness. And back in the middle ages, I don't know if it happened before that, but in the middle ages, black cats were associated with witchcraft and that stuck. And just like, Cats in general, there are so many, even today, I'll have a client say, oh, I'm expecting a baby, so I've got to get rid of my cat because, you know, I know cats suck the breath out of babies. It's like, what? You know, so certain things just keep getting dragged along year after year. And this is one that truly harms cats. The difference with black cats is it's melanism. You know, that's what it is. It's the amount of melanin in them that causes that black cat. And certain black cats in sunlight, you can actually see the tabby markings. So it's a matter of let's let's get over it, people. You know, black cats are just like every other cat. In fact, there is a benefit. I believe there was research done that show that the genetic mutation that causes that increase in melanin gives black cats more resistance to certain diseases, such as FIV. I can't 100% say that's true, but I I believe I read that, that that research was No, I haven't heard of that, no. And Linda, as I believe you said, black cats in other countries, you know, in England, in Scotland, in Russia, black cats are viewed as good luck. So look at the cat for who the cat is. You know, if you want a cat, pick the cat based on personality, age, your capability, what you're looking for in a relationship, not just discount that cat because it's black. You're going to miss out. I have had a black cat for 12 years. I cannot imagine how empty my life would have been without her. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. 
With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about Black Cats, National Black Cat Appreciation Day, coming up August 17th. And Pam, I love what you said. I think there is, there is a lot of stigma and it just, it's amazing how it's just stayed with us. Have you guys ever heard of Black Velvet Club? They have it at some humane societies. No, I have not heard of that. I don't know if it's for dogs or for cats or for both. And it was a while ago. So I don't know, maybe that went away. And it was just, you know, a push for people to adopt, you know, more black pets, cats and dogs. But it is mind blowing, though, as we were talking about how the stigma has lasted for so many years and for so long. And I'd rather have a black cat than a white cat because white cats remind me that they're kind of ghosty. But that's just silliness in my head. The markings and what the cat looks like and all that. That's just like you said earlier, um, Linda, it's like your hair. I mean, the color it is is what it is. The personality of the cat matters more. So how do we get the message across? Rita, how do we communicate all this? And, you know, we have two days of Black Cat awareness, but what do we do the rest of the time? Well, I think doing shows like this, that's a step towards awareness and letting people know that there's really nothing different about a Black Cat. A cat is a cat is a cat, right? I love that the second holiday is just before Halloween. So people can get a dose of positive about black cats during a holiday time that's typically associated with black cats and witches and evil. I just think the more we talk about it and show our black cats and dogs, you know, I usually have Dexter in here. I don't know why he's not just because I want him to be. But, uh, you know, whenever Linda and I do our radio show, our YouTube show, or do a cat behavior session, we let our cats wander around and especially the black ones. My black one's very pushy about getting on camera. I think our clients seeing that we have black cats too. I just think more awareness and more visibility about what wonderful pets they are. And I have to say, I know there's no data that supports there's different personalities among different types of cats or coloring. But I have to say, I've never met a black cat that wasn't sweet, friendly, and has just the smoothest coat I've ever felt. Linda, what would you want to tell everyone that's, you know, there's black cat, I don't know, they're not that great. They're that has this, you know, stereotype about them. Well, I definitely think it's important to put out information like you're doing right now and letting people know that in other places, they're not bad luck. So obviously, you know, if it's not worldwide, I'm sorry, there's not something incredibly different in Japan that makes them good luck. Like, you know, they're positioned on the globe. So it switches, you know, it's just, it's superstition. And, and again, you know, what I said about my hair or, you know, the difference between someone with darker skin and lighter skin, we're all human beings. This is a melanin issue. And, you know, I should not be considered bad just because 
I'm the brunette looking at these two lovely blonde behaviorists here, you know, suddenly I'm evil. And, you know, there has been so much superstition in the past, but look at the, the Salem witch trials. We're over it, right? It's a note in history that hopefully we've learned from. We're not still out pulling that behavior. So let's let go of some of these other ridiculous superstitions because they're so beautiful. My black cat's are my favorites to catch sunning themselves. The way the light hits them, the black almost looks blue sometimes. And it's, they're so silky and shiny and absolutely gorgeous that I see no reason to punish them for, you know, melanin for how God made them. Right. And then just for the record, because we're audio only and I'm, I'm in a spot where you guys can't see, but even though we're not videotaping, I'm brunette too. So I don't think I'm either. All right. Oh, thank you. I feel supported. Sometimes when I, when, you know, things don't happen, but you know, for the most part, no, no. So yeah, I understand. (laughs) So Pam, if there was one thing that you could say to anything to tell people, Hey, besides just having two days of awareness that black cats, there's no difference. What would you tell them? I think a big thing is Halloween and even cat lovers are guilty of this, you know, getting the decorations. And I see it, you know, when my kids were small and I'd go into school for the Halloween parties and the decorations on the classroom wall were of the scary black cats along with the pumpkins. Don't perpetuate that with the Halloween decorations because that keeps dragging it up because if people see that, it just, I think subconsciously puts it in your mind. Oh yeah, black cats are evil. So don't buy those decorations. One solid black Especially if you are a cat lover, this is the time to encourage other people. Don't do it. Let's do some little part that will help. And I think think that's a big thing because that keeps that myth alive. That's awesome. I love it. Kind of like boycott the black cat scary decorations, any black cat decorations. Right. I mean, because it's it's what we associate, you know, the pumpkins, you know, the scary looking pumpkins, the witches, the black cats and the black cats. You know, like I said in the beginning, we have to be their voices. So I think if cat lovers, educated people, when it gets to be that time of year, put on your your social media page, you know, hey, don't buy those decorations. I like that. Let's put a stop to it here. And speaking of between us all, I know, Pam, you said you had one black cat. Okay, I have a black and white. And Linda, how many do you have? I have three that are all black now. Okay, so what is that? Three, um, six, seven, eight black cats. Yes. So we know. That's a good, I think, um, here, my mind. Testimony. (laughs) Yes, that's a good test. I was going to say that's kind of like a good, you know, pool of how to judge. You know, it's only eight cats, but still none of our cats are evil. Your cat behaviors. You work with so many people with different types of cats, and that's not something I do. Have you ever had a situation or several situations where, oh my gosh, all my clients, it's one black cat after another. Has that ever happened? No. So see, so everybody listening, see, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, and between all of you, how many black cats have you ever worked with, with clients for, you know, behavior? That's what I'm just thinking. I don't know if we've had any solid black ones. There's been, yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, we don't notice because a cat is a cat is a cat. I know. (laughs) It's across the board. You have, I mean, I've been doing this 40 years. I've dealt with black cats, white cats, ginger cats, everything. 
it's not a matter of the color of the cat. It's the matter of the socialization, the environment the cat is in, medical factors. There are so many things that play into behavior. It is not the color of their fur. Agree, agree, agree. Exactly. Yes. We've done sessions and I've always said there's always anxiety somewhere in there. Changes in the household, medical issues, definitely. First answer is always, have you been to the vet recently? Yeah. Changes in the household, fighting for positions in the, I mean, I can never think of a moment where we went, you know what? It's because your cat's black. <laughs> you know, this just, it's not happening. I know. And when no. you say it like that, it sounds so stupid. Sounds like something zany. Oh, your cat's this color. That's why this is how happening. That's why she can't hit the litter box. It sounds crazy, but exactly. Can you imagine if you did that with someone else? If you did that with, well, well, it's because you have a tabby cat. That's why this is happening. Or, oh, you know, you have a white cat. Oh, you have a Persian. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. You You can't get away with it. But for some reason, you could probably get away with it by saying, oh, well, it's a black cat. Hilarious. I know it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, when you break it like that, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so Pam had told us about the Black Hats. Rita, Linda, if there's one thing you would like to tell people that are, I have, you know, cat listeners and they're for the most part cat advocates, what can they do to promote and let the awareness, the positive awareness of Black Hats get out there? I'll let you go first, Rita. Uh, Adopt one. I think, you know, go to the shelters, go to the rescues and bring home a black kitty. Or if you're a dog person, bring home a black dog and show people there's nothing to be afraid of. Post a lot of cute photos on social media, too. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you've got a black cat, every cat parent posts pictures of their cats. If you tell me you don't, you're lying. (laughs) So post those pictures of those black cats snuggled up against you and being awesome and being such lovely beings and and giving back to you talk about your black cats and yeah encourage this watch out for the black cats in your neighborhood too one of the black cats i have in my home right now my son-in-law found uh, she had been dumped at a trailer park and she was scrounging for food she was very abused and undernourished and they took her in for safety and so watch those in your neighborhood if you can't take them into your home then take them to a shelter or rescue or somewhere where they can be safe and get a chance to get a home because they're it's dangerous out there for them. Okay. Well, in wrapping up, I want to thank all of you. Thank you so much, Pam and Rita and Linda for coming on Catitude for helping promote National Black Cat Appreciation Day, which is August 17th, and for National Black Cat Day, which is October 27th. And I think this show will reach a lot of ears and know those ears will tell other ears and so on and so on. So we can get a lot of people behind this to just realize that there's nothing wrong with black cats. They're great cats. So stop the, the stigmas that are out there. Absolutely. What a great show. And I hope all of you guys listening have a whole new take on black cats and really help to promote what wonderful cats black cats are. So remember National Black Cat Appreciation Day, August 17th and National Black Cat Day, October 27th. I want to thank my guests, Rita Reimers, Linda Hall and Pam Johnson Bennett for being on Catitude. Thanks to my cat crew, 
which is small but lovely. And that is Sammy and Jethro, Charlotte, Dennis, and Molly. And of course, thank you so much to Mark Winter for making me and my guests sound amazing. And the most important, thanks for everyone that listens to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. And remember, lose the attitude, have Catitude. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.